Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Christmas, um, you know, a lot of it, the, the Omicron uh, 
you know, what is it, the variant, whatever, is the dominant strand with all the players. Hardship play, um, is in play. Uh, teams are signing guys uh, off the scrap heap. I think Lance Stevens got signed today. I saw Joe Johnson is back. Uh, Damian Dotson is back with the Knicks. I think Amon Shumpert um, I, I might have got signed too. I mean, it's just a lot of players uh, coming. He's saying there are five games. Be prepared. It could be any five, but there's going to be games on Christmas Day, and then we'll go from there. So if you're on mute, you're on mute. <laughs> no, I'm not on mute. It's, 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 I don't know. If, no, no, I'm not on mute. I, I, it's breaking up. I don't oh, know okay. if it was my phone or yours. I, I don't oh. know, but uh... – well, I was going into the whole um, COVID situation in the N- NBA. I was kind of highlighting what you were uh, alluding to, so I just definitely no, I to heard that. full I heard opinion that. on it. I heard that. It just gave yeah, me a little uh, leeway, like, break. Um, I, I really don't know what to say, man. It, it's, it's bothersome now because as avid of a sport fan that I love every sport possible that I watch, it's like you are willing to jeopardize these guys, but you already have the biggest names in sports right now mm. missing games. Kevin Durant is out. James Harden is out. They are out because yep. of the COVID. They ain't out due to injury. And you already trying mm-hmm. to risk them to play on Christmas just to see your numbers get up. It's like, wait, hold on. These people can potentially pass away if this shit don't work. Forgive me, Father, for I know not what I do. But if it doesn't work out well for them, you know what I'm saying? And I, I know that's because you know I get passionate about stuff like this because it's like I just went through losing somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let alone if, if any of these people go because your greedy tails want to line pockets of whether it's ESPN or ABC or. NBA TV, whatever you guys need to do, that's ridiculous. Like, like y'all got to really think about what's going on. Like, if y'all got mad at Lou Williams for going to Atlanta to go get wings during the doggone COVID, y'all need to get mad at yourselves for trying to follow a dollar for the Christmas games. That's just how I feel. That's how I see it. And, and I'm willing to debate that with any one of them, uh, from Adam Silver to owners to GMs, whatever y'all want to think about. It can happen. I totally agree with you. I think it – the only reason that it's not on the table is because it's Christmas and, and the, and the dollar. Like I said it last night, like the NBA has the perfect opportunity to hit the pause button for two weeks because they're in the middle of their season. It's not like the NFL that's trying to get into the playoff mode and, and, you know, to the Super Bowl. you got time to, to pause it and, and reassess and get, get, get people safe. The only thing that they're trying to do until Christmas is test more. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a money thing. It clearly is about the money. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, you're get, letting, it, there's guys off the scrap heap that are coming. Like, I'm surprised TPU haven't gotten an invite to, to play for the Nets at this point because it's like, they need bodies. Like, everybody's in COVID protocol. I think they've got 10 players in COVID protocol. It's insanity. The Knicks just got Obi Toppin back today and now Norlin's Noel is in protocol like I didn't need my spin move back but um you know I'm, I'm older now but I, I know it'll still work you know what I'm saying but uh, right. other, other than that I mean like you didn't hear the number I said because I, I heard it today yeah. from Wojciechowski like I was because I, I follow his mm-hmm. tweets you know and um he mm-hmm. said 90 Nine zero ninety percent of the league has been affected by COVID. Ninety, like wow. wait, wait, what? Like so, ten percent of people, y'all mother, the other ten mothers mm-hmm. just say they hit. They already been right. around everybody. They played against each other. They played defense. They did something like they've been around. They've been within six feet of these people. They've been within six right. feet of these people. Like, come on. I mean, the Nets had um, their game postponed. I think it was last night. Um, you know, and I think they're saying, I think the number was, and I'm going to bring Mike in in a minute, sorry, but I think they're saying 67-ish percent of people are, are have the booster, and they're trying to encourage more to get it. 
and the booster is really helping, right? But, I mean, until then, I mean, what are we doing? Like, you're just sending these guys out to get your money. It's just it's it's just a bad situation. I definitely want to get Mike's take oh, on it. Uh, calling I, out of I the, want to, I want to the join the sport. Wait, wait, before you get Mike, before you get Mike, I just want to join yeah. the sport. Why why did the NBA have to look at it like that? And the NHL just shut down for two weeks. The NHL two just weeks. shut down right Absolutely. now. So so why why can't you? Because of the the money. It's it's all about the money. The cash rules, right? That's what that's what Ray said, right? Cash. <laughs> oh my God, mm-hmm. uh, Mike! Mike, what's going on, brother? Hey guys, um, <clears throat> my question is: We're not learning anything. There was a lot of mm-hmm. the way that things were handled last time. Why didn't we shut down sooner? Why didn't we do this? And then they waited so mm-hmm. long, they ended up having to cancel everything. And the only way that they could do everything was through the bubble. So why don't you send everybody home for the holidays? Take a break. Tell everybody to get their boosters. Make sure you have your test. So why are we insisting on doing things the exact same way that we did them two years ago when after that whole situation happened, we had a bunch of Monday morning quarterbacks? Right. And I and I think that's the best thing. Encourage the, the guys to get the booster because I think the booster takes a week I think it is to 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 be effective. Um, any kind of COVID strand. I, I I don't I don't know the science. I gotta I gotta. I'm looking at my 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 superstar over here, my wife. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she knows. But um, the problem is though. The problem is that so I'm sorry, so many people have already gotten it now. So then once you mm-hmm. have it, you have to wait a certain period of time before you can get that booster, because. If you get it very early on, your body is just going to fight it. You're going to have the same things go on, and it's not going to have the desired result. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, I, I, I agree with you, and TP's right. NHL was smart enough to shut it down. They're, they start two weeks earlier, fine, but still, shut it, just shut it down. They're trying to hang on until Christmas because that is the big – you know, it's like Thanksgiving for football, right? Like Christmas is, is the NBA's block. That's their time to shine. So, you know, but they're trying to just hold out, hope they can get those games. And, I mean, what kind of games are we going to get? You got the marquee matchup is the Nets versus the Lakers. The Nets are the, – who are they putting out there? There's nobody left. I mean, the, the star of the game is going to be, what, Blake Griffin, I think? I don't even know at this point. I, I mean – what? He said pretty soon you got to call Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was keeping the form forward. He could still fill it up. So, I mean, pretty soon you're going to be calling Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. You're going to be calling guys like, well, I ain't going to go far back and say like Hershey Hawkins. I think that's even a little too old. Uh, no, Pierce, Steve Nash is going to be out there. Yeah, we're going to be calling Steve Nash is going to have to dress up. They're going to bring Stephen Marbury back from China, bro. Listen, we're, they're going to be trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. To get that game. Like, that, like we're going to want to see that. That's what we're going to want to see. I mean, I mean, you know, I, and I, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you guys about it. The Nets are so desperate at this point that they had to bring uh, Kyrie Irving back as a part-time player to fill their roster because, they're, you know, they're two star, their stars were decimated. You know, uh, KD, who, in my opinion, is MVP, um, a front runner right now, is was logging heavy minutes. Now he's in protocol, correct me if I'm wrong, and then Harden was already in protocol. So now Kyrie is in protocol because he's got to have uh, five consecutive negative days, right, before he can rejoin the team and get back on the court. So um, they're in a state of desperation. Um it's, it, I, I just, you know, it, the smart thing to do is just to shut it down. And I, I don't understand, TP. I don't understand why. Well, I do understand, but I don't know why they're just being this stubborn. Like, this, we're going to be living with this this, this, this this virus for years to come. And we have science. We have data behind it. Why? Why are you ignoring it? You know what I mean? I don't know how to answer that, man. I mean, some people want to be the smartest people in the room until uh, 
the rabbit got the gun. You know what I'm saying? It's like until it happens to them, what happens in their backyard? It's like, oh, now now you're not laughing no more. So it's cool when you mm-hmm. got money and you could get around a lot of this stuff, but um, some of the more high-powered people had to realize that they're not bigger than this scenario, and um, they need to take it serious. And um, this could actually affect their season or the postseason or their careers altogether. So this is something that they need to take heed in front of before it gets worse. I totally agree. I mean, I lost a family member, you, and you know, TP. But, you know, I, like I said, I, I lost a family because they didn't have they didn't have the the vaccine, and they were just waiting around and didn't know they were sick until you know God called their home. Like I, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Nah, just to your point, COVID don't care how much money you got. <laughs> right. That ain't that the truth? It, it, uh, I have not seen COVID check my bank account before it got somebody sick. I I don't know where they do that at. So I just hope um, I hope the NBA smartens up. Um, the NFL had two games. I mean, it was nice to have games on 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 uh, Tuesday, but I mean because of, you know they almost canceled. I think three games was what I had saw in the news that because of the COVID virus. So. Um, you know, they had that one Saturday game canceled and then, um, you know, but they were mulling, you know, canceling, uh, three games, um, or I think it was. So, you know, it's, listen, it, COVID don't care about ratings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't care. So hopefully the NBA smartens up and, and, you know, they get it under the control before we got to keep going. So. Um, I, I definitely, if anybody has anything else to add, please add it now. I, I definitely want to get into some other news um, about, around the uh, around sports. Uh, I mean, All right, we, we good. We good. We good. Okay. No, what, what, what you say, TP? No, I said, or if you were sticking to this topic, or you moving to something else? No, but you you moving, so go no. ahead. You got it. No, I, I was I wanted to kind of touch on Kyrie real quick, and then I, I you know the Pro Bowl uh, selection came out, so I wanted to get your guys' opinion on that uh, also. But I, I, with Kyrie, um, you know he's he the the Nets brought him back because they were just decimated by COVID. Um, like I said, he's in he's in COVID protocols right now. He has to test uh, consecutive days, uh, five days I think, before he rejoins the team. Um, what do you think about TP? I'll come to you first. What do you think about Kyrie coming back as a part-time player um, to, to play for the Nets? Um, is it, jeopardizing a lot of stuff, and also um, right now with him doing this, it's like I don't know how to like look or say something toward the situation. It's like you see this team doing good now. You you could have been trying to come back for the part-time situation. Mm let alone I think it's more or less the team that may have, like, woke him up like, well, we're out of players, we need you back. But it's, it's like, so what, man? Stand true to what you were saying because now more than likely a lot of people are going to try to gas you up to take the shot. And if you take the shot, then how many people are going to come for you? It's just a craze mm-hmm. around him. It's, it's year in, year out. As much as I want to see him do well, he's one of the more incredible point guards in the league, um, especially when healthy, barring all – you know, health situations, he's top three to me, point guard-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he scores like a mafia. He had a 50-40-90 season last year. I think more or less he just seen the chemistry of the team looking so good right now that he had to jump in and be a part of this, especially if they make a championship run without him. It'd be insulting if he didn't have any say. But if they start to decline, those would be some huge questions for me on if he belongs there or not. And I don't want to see him go. Because I want to see them try and do something well or make some history happen in the city of Brooklyn or the borough of Brooklyn. And um, I, I don't know if he's fortunate enough to see it right now. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just question. I don't think it was him. You know, I think the Nets called him and said, please come back. And I, I look at the Nets. Um, they're, they're, they're only worried about, you know, themselves. I mean, like, you you took a stand. You said you didn't want a part-time player. You didn't want that distraction, which I thought was the right decision. But then once it got hard, you went back on that because you needed him. And it's like that you're just you're waffling. Like if you were, if you you're the one that said you didn't want him to be part-time. You you said he didn't he didn't make that decision. You made it for him. And now you're going back on that because you're desperate. It just—it's just a bad look on them. I just don't—I don't, you know, 
that's my my thing. I mean, I'm glad he's he's coming back. I wish he would be vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, but um, you can't make him be vaccinated. It's just the rules. I think the rules in in in, in New York is stupid too. I can go to the arena unvaccinated, but I can't work in the arena. It, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a stupid rule. So, um, Mike, I'd love to get your opinion, and then I got a call in. I'm going to bring in so about Kyrie coming back as a part time player for the Nets. So there was a guy on my wrestling team when I was in high school. And he was wrestling a guy that had beaten him before, and the guy was supposed to be a lot better than him. And the guy on my team started the match, I mean, smoking guns, man. Like, he hit two takedowns very early in the match. And they went out of bounds, and then it's like he remembered who he was wrestling, and he kind of locked up and didn't wrestle very well, and he got pinned. He walked off the mat, and Coach said, man, you started like a house of fire. I saw the fear in his eyes when y'all went out of bounds. He said, the unfortunate thing was I also saw that same fear in your eyes. <laughs> and so it makes me think about <laughs> this whole deal with the Nets. I think that the Nets did initiate the call, but there's a little bit of fear on both sides. I think Kyrie's a little scared mm-hmm. that, hey, if they win a championship without me or if they contend without me, then maybe they, they see me as disposable and they try to trade me away so he's willing to come back. And the Nets are like, man, we got such a good guy just sitting there that we would like to be able to use because it's time of said he's one of the top three point guards in the uh, in the world. And so then they're like, mm-hmm. we may not be able to contend for this championship if we don't have this man. And so I think there's a little bit of fear on both sides, and I think this decision for him to come back as a part-time player is a product of that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I just I, – definitely it was both sides. I, I just kind of – Kyrie didn't budge, you know, and give him credit for that. But it's like, dude, the Nets caved. You you got desperate. You 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 put your foot down, which I you know, right or wrong, you put your foot down. And then when it came, push came to shove, it's all about the the dollar. You you know what I mean? So, um, it is what it is. But I got serious uh, in the building. I got to bring him in. Uh, calling from the seven oh three with all the other. Um, Area codes like ludicrous. Aaron Simmons, Mr. Serious, what's going on, bro? What's up, fellas? How we doing this afternoon? Killing like a villain. Um, good to hear everybody's uh-huh. voice. I, 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 it's been a while since we've all done a show together, man. This is crazy. I love it, man. I love you, guy. I miss you guys. Um, what, so yeah. talking about Kyrie Irving coming back as a part-time player, uh, the Nets bringing him back. Uh, just love to get your opinion on that, real quick, bro. Uh, so here's my take on the situation, and again, I, y- y'all know me. I pull no punches. I spare no feelings, and I don't give a damn what people think about the situation. This this thing here is opening Pandora's box because you lose credibility if you're the Brooklyn Nets. You sit there and mm-hmm. make a demarcation in the sand and say, this is how we're going to run our operation. This is what we're going to do. And due to other circumstances beyond your control, you come crawling back to a guy who you essentially jettisoned and told to go home and conform. Um, Kyrie's not not at fault here. Not no time did Kyrie say that he didn't want to play with the Brooklyn Nets. Not no time did Kyrie say that he was done with basketball. Um, this is all in Brooklyn, okay? You cannot, as an organization, as a franchise, as a GM and management party, uh, take a hard stand like the Brooklyn Nets took. Um, and they were kind of forced to take it by the government and things of that nature and, and, and their city. But you cannot take that hard stand and then come back weeks later and be like, you know what, my bad. Um, so this is what we're going to do, my guy. We're going to sit there and let you play on, on, on away games um, and not let you play or, or, or whatever during home games. What type of sense does that make? If you didn't want the distraction or didn't want the surface or didn't want the hoopla and everything before the season, what the hell is this going to happen now midseason? Oh, and not to mention – the plethora of different players that are now entering the the COVID protocol and not playing and and things of that nature. It's gotten so bad now that 
you know, Adam Silver is now allowing players to sign, you know, COVID replacement players. ISO Joe is now a member of the Atlanta Hawks because of this. You know what I'm saying? And yet you bring a guy back into the fold who's going to play on a part-time basis who has taken a stand against not getting the vaccine and you're an organization as the Brooklyn Nets, shame on you. Shame on you. You should be ashamed of your action. You should be ashamed of the stance that you take. And I don't give a damn what they or anybody else have to say about it. It's disrespectful to Kyrie. It's disrespectful to the rest of the league. It's disrespectful to those that you play with and that you manage with to sit there and do that because of what? You're scared? Why? If, 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 if you were so big and bad to take that stand months ago, then have enough balls about the situation and stand by that stand now. Mm. That's, that's, I agree. Stand by it. You, nobody told you to kick him out. No, you know what I mean? Nobody told you to, to, to – I thought it was the right decision not to have a part-time player, but then you didn't stand by your guns and keep it that way because you, you didn't need the description of a halftime player. So um, I think from that standpoint, I, I, it had to get okayed. Um, I, I think it, you know, like I think it wasn't fair to, to Durant to have him there part-time to have that distraction. Um, but, you know – He's not even – he's in protocol. It's crazy. So, um, it, like TP said at the top of the show, man, just be safe. Just do – be smart. Um, I, I hope, you know, nobody says you can't play if you don't get the shot. I just hope that he's safe. Everybody around him is safe. Um, it's not a private matter. It, it, it's a public matter. If you're – you know, you get COVID and you can pass it on. So, I just hope he, you know, he complies and, and does everything he needs to do. So, um yeah, call in number like I said nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Got all my chefs here: the villain, uh, Big Mike, the homie, the big boss man, TP Timeless, and, and Mr. Serious Simmons. Um, the Pro Bowl uh, rosters were announced not too long ago. Um, I'm going to start in the NFC. Um, I I don't know how you guys want to how you want to tackle this. I don't know if you want to talk about who got snubbed or if you agree with who got in, but. Um, I'll start rattling off the names here, but like highlighted at quarterback, Mr. Rogers, uh, his neighborhood, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, uh, running back, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Alvin Kamara. Uh, that's your boy, Mike. Receiver, Mr. Cup, Devontae Who's Adams, Tom Justin Brady? Jefferson. What's that? Who is Tom Brady? Who's Tom Brady? No, you said I think Brady he's a quarterback. I'm sorry. I just stopped the message here. Go ahead. It's it, it, it's it's late. I've been I I bit my sugar's probably a little low. Give me a break. I'm trying. I'm trying to get through it. You know. You know. Oh God. Uh, I'm sorry. But, can you hear <laughs> the one more time, please? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't finish. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel are the uh, the uh, receivers there, and then the tight ends: George Kittle, Kyle Kyle Pitts. Uh, and then, you know, you got the, the linemen that, you know, not a lot of people care about. But, I mean, highlighted by big man Trent Williams, Tristan Ward. Uh, I can't remember. I can't say his name. Uh, Tristan from the, the Buccaneers, Tyron Smith, Ward, Zach Martin. Yeah, 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 exactly him. Um, you know, Jason Kelsey from the Eagles, who's very good. Um, that's the offense. Um, TP, any – Anybody on that list, I know it's a quick list. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody's got it up on their phone. Anybody on that list you disagree with at the quarterback, running back, receiver position? No, we pretty much said. I mean, these players have done what they could do in, within this hobble season, and um, they're going to get their mm-hmm. just do. Some of the players that uh, fell off due to injury. But um, I think everybody's played well up until this point. We'll just see how they close out the season and see if they are – are faithful to get back to where they are, you know, like that's the way I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like the names. I mean, Camara, you know, he missed, I think a month, right, Mike, did Camara miss four games, four or five games. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I question him, but you know, Dalvin cook beast, James Connor, congratulations. Yeah. I think, uh, I know Sirius doesn't like that cause he's a former Steeler, but he balled out this year. Um, he really showed, you know, it, it just 
he 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 just had a really good year, and out of nowhere, Cooper Cup um, having the best season uh, at at the receiver position probably since uh, Moss's really big year um, in '07, probably. So I thought um, I, I thought Kamara when you first said it when he's been on the field he's been extremely explosive. I mean, he's pretty dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. kind of going through the other I'm kind of going through the other running backs in the NFC, and there have been so many guys banged up and not, I mean, I'm not sure that there are really a long list of running backs that have really outperformed him, to be honest with you. Do you get, what, I mean, I'll bring it to Sirius and to the group. What about Cordell Patterson? Cordell Patterson has been really, really good. Uh, I think maybe not having a straight position, Hurts him a little bit, but I mean, it didn't hurt mm-hmm. Hand, <laughs> Exactly right. I, I mean, I thought Cordell Patterson had a really good year for Atlanta. Could have been considered a little bit more serious. I don't. I mean, any of those names on the offensive side of the NFC um, stand out to you? I think serious. Is he there? Is he there? Did he? Did he go? He ghost. Uh, I'll get him back. But I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's upsetting. I mean, it's upsetting with him. It's, it's so upsetting with him. <laughs> because he's know, he's he's back. Atlanta, Atlanta got rid of Julio. Thought that they could build around mm-hmm. that tight end. They didn't start four feeding him to like week five. Then Calvin Ridley yep. backed out, like, and now they they don't even want to go to Pitts like that. Like, Pitts should be the one that you should be trying to work with to make him better for the future. They're not even showcasing that talent. Like, I don't I don't know what they're right. like. That's, I, I that's don't something. know. I don't know. And I think Patterson is more deserving of Pitts in that Pro Bowl spot, but it's different. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I mean, I think Goddard probably. I I didn't look at his stats. Maybe it you know it doesn't hold up. Um, you could have been a, a tight end over Pitts, but yeah, I think Patterson. You know, it's it's tough because it, give Atlanta credit; they started winning some games. Um, but you know, I I just I I kind of question I I question Pitts over Patterson. Uh, I'm trying to look at the defensive players to see if anybody stands out to me. Um, I see Nick Bosa, Brian Burns from the Panthers. Interesting, Cam Jordan. Uh, from your Saints, Mike, uh, Aaron Donald, Jonathan Allen from the football team, Kenny Clark from the Packers. He's had a pretty good year too. Uh, congratulations to Kenny Clark, uh, Chandler Jones, Robert Quinn from the Bears, Shaquille Barrett from the Bucks at uh, outside linebacker. The cornerbacks: Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Slay, Rashawn uh, Lattimore from the Saints, um, mm-hmm. Diggs from the Seahawks at free safety, and then Buda Baker and Harrison Smith. There's a name missing. I don't know if you guys noticed it on the list. Um, Micah Parsons didn't make it. Yeah, and I question Lattimore because he's been in and out this year too. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, um, I like the names. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like the names on this list. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is probably – he's playing – he's a a defensive player of the year candidate in my eyes. but Micah Parsons too. I would take Micah Parsons over Robert Quinn right now. Um, in my book, I think Micah Parsons makes that defense so. I mean, when, especially with the injuries that they, the Cowboys started to have with uh, Lawrence and company and Gregory, if it wasn't for Parsons, like that defense would have gotten gotten lit up all year. So I don't know how he doesn't make this list. TP, I don't know if you agree with me or there's another name that you would have liked in the NFC over over any of these guys. No, Parsons deserves his just due, man. It's, this guy's done work, even though I don't like yelling for a cowboy right now. I mean, they, I don't know what, what <laughs> else do they want him to do. Like, do they want him to pass and catch and stuff? Like, he's doing what he could do off the edge and exert more energy on the linebacker or defensive end position, wherever he showcased that and making a difference on the field or getting the ball thrown and uh, – you know, you got a situation where Diggs will interrupt that. So, uh, I got to give him his just due. I just don't know what the, you know, what the, the haggling is for. Like, why are they playing these games to the last minute, you know? Right. 
Yeah, and no, I agree. I agree. I mean, the Cowboys, we talked about it yesterday. Um, they're frauds in my eyes. Um, you know, I, I could talk about it all day. They struggled to beat my Giants, who stink. I mean, and they did not look good. I think, you know, Mike McCarthy looks lost. Um, Dak Prescott has had two months of playing really average, below average football. Kellen Moore, uh, he's supposed to be the hot candidate. He can't figure it out. Like, this offense is a mess. And there's injuries on that, on that offense, but, you know, it has to be fair. But there's injuries throughout the league. There's, there's guys in COVID protocol throughout the league. So if you're telling me, you know, Smith is the reason why this offense isn't going, I'm, I'm not buying it. Um, so, you know, the Cowboys, I don't think – I don't know if they can beat the Bucks, the Packers, or the Cardinals, or the 49ers, for that matter, in a playoff game right now, the way they're playing. So, but, um, yeah, I, I you know, I, Mike, I don't know if you had any anybody on defense you liked. Uh, you, you mentioned Lattimore. I, that was a good call out. And I don't know if there's anybody else that you think probably could have not been on that, that list and could have moved off. No, I mean – I don't understand how you have the list without Parsons. I mean, I think Traylon Diggs with the interceptions is great. I, I do believe that mm. that Lattimore is a better cover. Uh, but those the, the interceptions, I mean, when you're talking about Pro Bowl and stuff and defensive backs, a lot of times you're looking at those numbers. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't understand. Micah Parsons is having the solid of defensive years as anybody we've seen in a good while. And so I yeah, I don't understand how he's uh how he's definitely on that list. Uh you know, uh, the person you mentioned from the Saints, was it Jordan or Demario Davis? Uh the Saints are uh, Cam Jordan. Okay. And I always think Demario Davis, I mean he plays a pretty special linebacker position, so he's a guy I wouldn't mm-hmm. put him in over Parsons, but he's a fantastic middle linebacker and I like that. I, I will say this though, keep in mind that one thing that we always see because the team's in the playoffs and other things going on and nagging injuries late in the season, and who knows now because of protocols and everything else, there are probably going to be some deserving names that end up uh, making this game if they want to play. No, absolutely. I mean, I I fully expect Micah Parsons to be in Honolulu at some point just because guys will back out or if they'll make the Super Bowl, to your point. So, But I think he should have got voted in. The a- AFC is interesting, boys. The Colts, they had the most players. They had seven players get b- voted into the Pro Bowl. Uh, after their dreadful start to the season, they got seven players on offense and defense to get in uh, as a Pro Bowl. Congratulations to them. But, I mean, I'll start reading off the offensive names. Uh, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson at quarterback, uh, Jonathan Taylor, who is an MVP candidate, just doesn't play quarterback, uh, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mixon are the running backs. Uh, receiver, interestingly enough, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, your boy, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen are your receivers. Tight end, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, those are pretty much no-brainers. Um, not anybody standing out to me on uh, along the line. You got um, Quentin Nelson, who's kind of been banged up, but he's one of the best uh, interior guards in the league. Um PP, I mean, Justin Herbert is, is the starter. He's the number one uh, quarterback in the AFC. Are you surprised at the mix of quarterbacks in, in the AFC? Is there anybody that you might have thought could have got in? I think your TP's on mute again, if you're on mute, because I can't hear you. Are you TP, are you there? You, nobody there? Hello? 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 Can if anybody can anybody hear me? Yeah, I got you, man. Okay, TP, I I can't hear you, bro. Come come back to me if you if you're if you're still there. But um, Mike, I'll ask you the same question. Uh, Justin Herbert's the starting quarterback. You got you, know, you flanked by Mahomes and, and Jackson. I mean, what do you think about um, the quarterback mix or it, or any of the skill position players uh, that you want to comment on? I mean, so I think that. I think Josh Allen has kind of played his way out of that a little bit. Uh, Lamar mm. Jackson and healthy is, is Lamar. So, um, listen, Justin Herbert has had a, a very good year. I don't know about starter, um, but I think that part of this, too, is 
the bar has been set so high for Pat Mahomes. It wasn't very uh, long in his career that people were starting to say, oh, he may be the best quarterback in the league already because he can make throws mm-hmm. like nobody else can make. And so, uh, you know, he that Chiefs team, and some of it was a product of uh, not playing great defense, but even when that defense has turned it up, um, he has not been as explosive as, as what he's been in some years past. Now he had a fantastic game last time out. Uh, but I, I think he's a, I think that's a product of the bar being set very high. I do think that Justin Herbert is deserving to be a pro bowler for sure. But um, I don't know about the starter. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, though. I think Herbert deserves to be the starter because I think he's been consistent all year. I think, you know, Patrick got off to a rough start. Um, Lamar had a, had a stretch where he wasn't playing, like, elite football. Justin Herbert's kind of been steady all year. I kind of agree. I, I agree with you about Josh Allen. He's been he's been asked to do way too much in Buffalo, and he's kind of suffering for it. His numbers aren't really as good. Um, I think there's only three spots. I think, you know, Joe Burrow could have been considered. I think um, Derek Carr could have been consist- considered, but he's a little inconsistent. Um, so, I mean, I do like the mix of quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Um yeah, but you know the running back class. Yeah, what do you say? I told you about Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you listen. Um, he's special. He is absolutely special. I, I'm, I, I, I'm. I wonder why Tyree Kill and Jamar Chase are the start. Jamar Chase deserves it. Tyree Kill, eh, okay. I think, but I think I would take. I would have Diggs or Allen over him. I think Allen's having a real good year. Stephon Diggs is one of the best receivers nobody talks about. Um, but Jamar Chase is he's he's he is something special. Um, you know, he's a deserving rookie. I think he's gonna be uh offensive rookie of the year by far. Um I I, I like that receiver mix. Jefferson were on the same college team. That's what that's one of the reasons well, why they were so good. It's it's scary to think about it, right? Both of those kids are, are pro bowlers right now. Uh congratulations to them. Jamar Chase, I mean you know, I, I it was like weird because I was one of the guys that said Cincinnati needed to get the lineman from Oregon. Don't get Chase. I was wrong. The villain was wrong. Um, this kid is something beyond talented. This kid is is amazing. So um, it's it's just funny what you can do when you get a star receiver, <laughs> Giants. Um, but I mean, I like the running back mix. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in college uh, in the pros right now. I think uh, at least this year. Um, everybody wants to say that, you know, Henry got – how did he get – he's hurt. Like, what are we talking about here? Chubb is – Chubb having a really good year, uh, deserving to be a Pro Bowl. And Joe Mixon, I, I feel, is another guy that doesn't get enough credit for how um, super talented he is. So, I like that mix. The tight ends are the tight ends. You know, not much uh, creativity there. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with the list. I think the only running back I would probably consider is Eckler. Probably, but I don't think you take somebody out to put him in because I I just like that mix of uh, of running backs. So um, I don't know. TP, are you there? You there, bro? All right, I, I don't hear him. But um, looking at the defense, defensive end Miles Garrett, obviously Max Crosby. Congratulations, Trey Hickinson from the Bengals. Bengals got a, quite a few guys in there as well. Um, DeForest uh, Buckner, who's having a really good year. Uh, congratulations to him. Chris Jones. That, I mean, that Kansas City defense, from where they were to start the season to where they are now, uh, give them a lot of credit. Give uh, Spags a lot of credit there, too. So Chris Jones is there. Cameron Hayward uh, from the Steelers made it. Uh, outside linebacker, T.J. Watt, Bosa, Matt Judon. Judon is he's a revelation for the Patriots. Where would that defense be without him? Um, I think they'd still be good, but he is just being a beast this year. So congratulations to it's him. Crazy to think uh, Darius. The Pittsburgh sacks record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Sirius talked about it on his finger food um, that he's trending to, to break records and, and he's having a tremendous season. Congratulations to him. Um, Cornerbacks, we got J.C. Jackson for the Patriots having a really good year. Xavier Howard, um, he's a ball hawk. Denzel Ward from the Browns. Kenny Moore, the second, from the Colts. Um, Kevin Bard from the Titans at free safety. 
uh, Darren James and Tyron Matthew at, at strong safety. So um, a pretty good list. I don't see a lot of snubs uh, on the defensive side. Um, maybe no. I, I think I think I think the defensive side's pretty clean to me. Um, I, no, I think the de- I think the defense is as good as it's going to get. I think it's pretty good. There's some names that you could think like Shaq Mason from um, not I'm sorry. Um, no, you know what? I, I I'm pretty good with the list. I'm pretty good with the defense on the AFC side. There's some names that you could throw out there. Um, maybe Patrick Sertain uh, from the from the Broncos is a name. You can think about Justin Simmons as well, but for the most part, I'm pretty good with that list. I think it, they got it pretty good. Uh, I don't know what you think, bro. I think the defense is solid. I mean, you're right. I think, you know, a couple guys like Jeffrey Simmons, Patrick Shutan, those couple guys like that, honorable mentions, but, uh, you know, you can't argue with Derwin James and Taylor Matthew at the safety. You, you said mm-hmm. about um, Chris Jones. I mean, listen, I, I don't think it's by accident that, that that defense really took off after he got back um, yeah. and, and healthy on the field. You know, Miles Garrett and and, and T.J. Watt, I mean, that, <laughs> that's a ridiculous um, <laughs> group of outside linebackers. That is not a defense that you really want to face. Like, I mean, it's, it's a good thing it's an all-star game because that <laughs> – listen, that, that's a defense <laughs> that can pack in no, I totally agree with you. Miles Garrett is, you know, having a really good year. I think he could get considered for defensive player of the year. Um, just, you know, how disruptive he is. Um, you know, so congratulations to him. I, I like what they did. I, I think another name on the, at least on the NFC side that they could have considered was probably Fournette. Um, I think the the two losses. I want to talk to you about that. The two losses that they have um, with Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette for the box is, is huge. But I think, I think you can weather the storm without Godwin. I think the Fournette loss is a bigger deal. Um, he, he just, I, his playoff run last year, um, throwing off of him for play action is so important. I think they're going to miss him more than they're going to miss Godwin. I don't know by your opinion. Um, I think he's having a really good year. I don't think they trust Jones. Um, they did pick up Bell, but I just I think Fournette is such a huge weapon on that offense that I think they're they're gonna I don't know how far they're gonna get without him to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean you know the interesting thing is so by the way real quick before I go to that shout out to Miles yeah. here and like uh, you looked yeah. a couple years ago we had the big thing with the the helmet thing and so he was in the news for all the wrong reasons. And so for him to turn around and let his play do his talking um, and for him to be recognized for, like, for us to really be able to see his talent, there was a question when people wondered if his conduct would run him out of the league and we would be robbed of that. So uh, shout out mm-hmm. to Miles Garrett for that. Um, now back to Fournette. You know, I, I was having this conversation in the barbershop not long ago. And mm-hmm. shout out to the barbershop, over 4,000 strong, trying to make it to 5,000 by the end of the year. Uh, but congratulations, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, so <laughs> for that, you know, when he first came out of high school, man, he was touted as the greatest running back since Adrian Peterson to come out. Mm-hmm. And when he was at LSU, he was dominant. Uh, the, uh, the LSU announcer, it was his first year taking over for Jim Hawthorne, and he kind of ingratiated himself to Tiger fans because Fournette ran away from everybody. And and he had the infamous call. You're going to have to follow him on Twitter because you're not going to catch him on the field. Um, and, uh, and so it was, uh, you know, he, he looked really good. He left LSU, you know, opted out of the bowl game. That's a sound chase to a lot of people. And then in Jacksonville, he looked really good for a year. And then people started questioning. He was out of shape, this and that and this. And so for him to really be able to kind of turn things around, he sort of had to ease into the season last year. I mean, listen, there uh 30 teams that could have really had Leonard Fournette if they had pushed hard enough uh, before last season, and Tampa got him. But uh, mm-hmm. if anybody wanted to step up to the plate and really make a strong offer, uh, Leonard Fournette was out there on the scrap heap to be had last year. 
And so for him to turn around and do what he did down the stretch last year in the playoffs, and listen, there are times this year on the field he's gotten better with his pass blocking and stuff too. He has looked like mm-hmm. a, a very complete running back and a guy that is just starting to scratch the surface on what his talent level can be on the pro level. And that is going to be a huge, huge loss for Tampa. Uh, they're going to have to trust Ronald Jones, like it or not. We saw what we've gotten out of Le'Veon Bell when he has been on the field, and Sears was more right than I was um, as far as <laughs> how, much, how productive this guy could be. We haven't seen a lot from him, so I think the best we can hope for is that he can spare the guy. But I'll tell you, I don't care who they're lining up right now, that uh, offensive line did not look very good this past Sunday night. Nope, not at all. And, you know, it's a bad matchup for them, to be honest with you. I, You know, it's, we've, I've said it for, for – we've been saying it for a couple of years now. The Tampa Bay is a bad matchup for, you know, for the, with the Saints because they can get pressure with that front four, Cam Jordan and company, up in his face in the middle, get him off his spot, and they got cover corners that can, you know, my, you know Mike Evans is a jump ball guy. Uh, Godwin is good. Um, he's he's good in, in the middle, but you know he th- there's no supreme route runner that can get open. And when Gronk is dropping balls like he did, um, they they got shut out. And and, and that defense just pl- is, is is built to play against Tampa perfectly. Like you know what I mean? Like they they may yeah. have trouble with other teams, but they are built to. To, to combat what Tom Brady does. Um, so well, I know that's a team. The difference in that team ahead, in the playoffs, the difference in that team in the playoffs versus the regular season, I understand people say, well, Brady got him in the playoffs. He won when it matters. And I get that. Um, but what you don't see between the lines is it does matter who you have on the field sometimes. And it made a difference. Mm-hmm. Listen, the four regular season games, they had Cameron Jordan and Marcus Davenport on the field. And that makes a big difference because Davenport is an athletic freak as well, and and he can put some pressure. And when you have both of those guys on the field, it frees him up for a guy like Anyamata, who made a couple plays also this past weekend um, in that game. So um, when you have to have Anyamata step up and, and, and be that second most dominant guy, it, it, it definitely weakens that defense. So, uh, you know, when they have everybody out there, that's a that's a tough matchup for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I just I don't know. I I think every every good team in the NFC has a weakness um, that is going to get exploited. Um, Dallas's offense is a joke right now. Um, I think the the Packers are you know they they have they have a little bit of a weakness on the defensive side. I think you know the Bears kind of you know in competition in, in some teams are kind of moving on them a little bit. Um, you know right now the Cardinals without D Hop, I I feel like Kingsbury's got to be held accountable. I, I he's got to figure it out. Like I know they're a better team with Hopkins as opposed without him, but. Like to 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 get smacked. I wish TP was here. TP, if you're here, please come back. To get smacked around by the Lions, they quit in that game. From what I saw, they got punched in the mouth and they folded like a cheap suit. Like and they, they just they just it. said, "Thank you, man. Have another." That's what happened. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like I, shout out to the Lions because I know I don't know anybody that picked them to win that game, but you could tell from the opening snap they punched the Cardinals in the mouth. And, and we were everybody's talking about how tough and everything. No, they're not. They're a finesse team. They got punched in the mouth and they folded. And the knock on the Cardinals though has been that physical nature. And if you think about it, early in the season, yep. early in the season, they were hard to handle because you had Chandler Jones on one side and JJ Watt on the other. And JJ Watt, yep. I mean, as dominant as he is, he has been unable to stay healthy for full seasons. And so now Chandler Jones is having to do it by himself. He doesn't have the same kind of help. You can't double like you could before. Mm-hmm. It was like a very early in the season against a very good team. I think Chandler Jones had something like four or five sacks or something crazy. Yeah. Like in one yeah. game because you got mm-hmm. because JJ Watt draws so much attention as well. So um, that was what made that team physical. You lose JJ and can now start chipping on Chandler on the other side. That's definitely not 
not the same not the same football team. It doesn't pack the same kind of punch. And listen, I think they were they were very happy to let him go. But I think that even though he's not quite the cover corner that he once was, I think there's a part mm-hmm. of that secondary that also misses Patrick Peterson being back there. Simply by the Yeah, I agree. And everything that he brings. And listen, Cliff Kingsbury was a finesse guy running a running gun, opening up type offense mm-hmm. in college at Texas Tech, and it wasn't that successful. You get a supremely athletic quarterback now, but you also can't protect him so people can get physical with him, and he's beat up, looking like a duck on one leg out there at times. So, I mean, you just – this team is – if you hit this team in the mouth, the Lions just showed you, you saw it uh, the week before. I mean, this team is uh, – this team is, is can be had uh, if if you can hit them in the mouth. And there are some playoff teams in January that are going to be able to line up and do that to them. Exactly. They're not playing well at home. And, like, they don't want to face the 49ers. I, the Niners are a tough team. Their defense is, is playing really well, right? Um, they got Debo Samuel and Kittle. Like, I, I I would think the 49ers are a bad matchup for them. They're a bad matchup for the Cowboys. Um, you know the the Bucks. I think they're secondary. They can be had. Their offense is 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 probably going to take a step back without Fournette. I mean, there's there, these teams. I think if any of them make to the Super Bowl, I think they would be the favorite. But there's question marks for each team. That you know what it's it's going to be all matchups. Like I Listen, like none of these teams. Like a... yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say the 49ers and right now the Eagles, like if the Eagles play, face the Cardinals in the first round, the Eagles would win that game, in my opinion. That Eagles offensive line is starting to catch its stride. It hurts, makes just a few yep. throws with what he can do running the ball. But listen, that 49ers team is going to be a bad matchup for anybody. If Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. manages the game, and especially if he can make a few throws every game. He hasn't had to make a lot. But listen, go back and look. A couple of years ago when they knocked off the Packers, I think he threw the ball nine times or something ridiculous mm-hmm. because they were able to run the ball. That's a good offensive line. They play decent defense. Running the, and listen, as, as much as the league has opened up, as much as we're seeing people spread things out and whatever else, if you can run the ball and control the clock and play physical defense, you can win in January. I don't care what area you're in. Absolutely right. I mean, Jimmy G just doesn't have to lose the game. If he manages the game properly, hits Kittle on play action, that's a team you do not want to face. Uh, And the Eagles, you know, give them credit. Jalen Hurts, I wanted to talk about him really quick before we get out of here. Everybody was writing him off. He looks like he's, he's at least figured something out. You know why? Because they've taken the ball out of his hands a little bit, taking the air out of the ball, running the ball finally with Sanders and company. They're averaging almost five yards a carry. They're physical. They, they, I'm telling you, they would beat up the Cardinals if they had to face them in the first round. That's a team that in the Eagles you do not want to play. So um, we got about 90 seconds left. Uh, TP, did, I, you know, we had technical difficulties, but, you know, much love to the homie TP. Um, Mike, thanks for calling in. Sirius called in as well. Give us a quick plug as we get out of here uh, in the cookout. Yeah, man, real quick. Uh, appreciate TP, the big homie. Wasn't for him, wouldn't be here, man. We're over 4,000 in the barbershop, still going strong and gaining. So come join us. Uh, really quickly, man, there was a really cool tournament, a dual tournament um, in Florida, uh, Monday and Tuesday. Iowa and Penn State were in two separate pools, and they won their pools, the two best wrestling teams in the country. But a very good tournament down in Florida. Look out for those guys. I'll keep you guys posted when that match is going to happen during the year. Plus, Oklahoma State and Iowa are going to wrestle at the Globe Life Stadium at the Ranger Stadium this uh, this winter in February. So that should be fun, too, and a cool venue. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted on that as well. Some cool things happen in the fighting world also. But, man, uh, thanks for having me. Check out the site. Check out the finger foods, all the things we got going on. Check out our shows. Check out Sports City Chefs. And check out the Barbershop on Clubhouse. Follow our social medias. And... Man, always, man. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, listen, uh, I can't say it any better, man. We're doing a lot of big things, finger foods, and on the on the uh, Sports City Chefs Network. 
Uh, shout out to everybody that that's a part of it. Shout out to the barbershop. You guys are doing great, man. I'm I'm proud of you guys. Happy that you guys are succeeding uh, where a lot of other people would fail. But like TP would say, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now you know. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, so tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again, Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Uh.